everyone, I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. And we are the ministers of the Roanoke Church of Christ, and we're excited to have you back with us here on uh, another podcast here at the Roanoke Church of Christ. Um, obviously, all of the podcasts that we do fall under this one thread, <clears throat> but on here you can find our sermons, you can find uh, another podcast that we do called Two Preachers in a Podcast, and then you can also find this one that we did first started last week that we are calling Sermon Rewind. And so we're thankful that you are here uh, with us, and uh, we're grateful to have an opportunity to study with you. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. But if you don't want to and you just want to listen to this one, that's fine. What we do in this podcast is essentially we sit down a couple of days after having preached our sermons on Sunday, and we take a moment uh, to just reflect on the sermons that each other preached and pull out a point or two that we think is worth uh, expanding upon um, and perhaps deep digging into a little bit deeper, and uh, we, we just go from there. So we're grateful uh, that you're with us. Thank you for listening to Sermon Rewind. All right, Joey, um, we're going to start with my sermon this time. Last, last, uh, last week we started with yours, but we're going to start with mine uh, this time. Okay, that's a good place to start, I think, <laughs> since they were tied together and right. mine was really dependent upon yours. But on Sunday, you preached uh, the truth about the truth. And, you know, that title might just, you know, to begin with the title, that title might strike someone as curious. Right. Uh, and so maybe just give an idea about the meaning behind that. Yeah. You know, when we, when you and I sat down and, and looked at our, you know, preaching plan uh, for the entire year, uh, there were several things that we wanted to touch on. Uh, a lot of our, our sermons were uh, revolving around our mission statement, and the latter part of the mission statement talks about being individuals who embody the truth uh, in love. Uh, but it's interesting, when you talk about the truth, there is so much confusion, so many different views, so many different ways to think about the truth, uh, but there's obviously only one right way to look at the truth. Um, and so in this particular sermon, um, what I tried to do is I tried to dive down into what is really fundamental and what is actually true about the truth and what we can find out uh, within the Word of God and what He says uh, about this idea of truth. And so we just looked at a few things uh, concerning that. Yeah, and that's exactly what you did in the sermon. And you began talking about the fact that truth does exist. And, um, you know, that that was a, a really good place to start. And you developed that point by uh, quoting Jesus as having said that we shall know the truth and the right. truth shall make us free. So if, you know, just right out of the gate, if Jesus says you can know the truth, not, not only you can know it, but you shall know the truth, then that should bolster our confidence uh, that, uh, that truth can be known. And, and we don't, we can get to truth and cut right through all of the errors that exist. You pointed out that uh, there were those in the scripture who, had searched truth, you know, and I think, uh, uh, for instance, of the Bereans in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, right. you talked about that and said that they had searched the scriptures to make sure that the thing, in essence, to make sure that the things that were being said were true. Uh, even before that, in verse four, Paul reasoned from the right. scriptures. And that 
I think that's a very important point. Maybe you want to say some more about that. Yeah, no, certainly. You know, when you talk about the idea of reasoning, right, you're, you're, you're kind of like weighing the options. You're going through, you know, your logical thinking and figuring out what exactly is true. Um, we can come to the same conclusions when we reason with the truth uh, in the scriptures, but we have to be people who are willing to do that. And that's kind of why I talked about, you know, the Bereans in Acts 17. They didn't just take what was being said um, at, you know, at face value, but they dug in and they made sure that what was being taught was being the truth and implying that they already knew that there was a truth, there was a standard, and they were holding up next to that. Uh, what was being taught and preached to them. And certainly we would expect, you know, anybody who ever hears any kind uh, of teaching or preaching that they would look to uh, God's word as the standard and they would hold up whatever it is that they're hearing and they would make sure that it is in a line uh, with that. And I know you and I would, you know, we would want that to be said of all of our members at Roanoke um, to make you making sure that we are, are teaching and preaching uh, the truth of God's word. Right. You know, it, it's kind of surprising when you talk to religious people in general and you bring up some point, maybe some doctrinal point from scripture. Right. And sometimes they, they're like, where in the Bible does it say that? You know? And I I mean, it could be something as simple as baptism being immersion in water, you know, and the fact that there are passages that actually demonstrate that. And they're like, where, where in the Bible does it say that? You know, they're, they're oftentimes oblivious to, you know, fundamental truth that's in Scripture. And I I expect that that's because they do the very opposite. Many of them do the very opposite of what you just said we should want to do to search the Scripture and make sure we the things that we're being taught are true. In your uh, second point, you uh, the point was, it's my standard for Christian uh, living, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And you talked about truth being objective. Uh, maybe give some more thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, again, we live in a society where people view truth as subjective, right? Where truth can be whatever it is you want it to be. Um, and, you know, it's appealing to live your life that way to a lot of people because uh, that means that there's no one to tell you, you know, what's right or wrong. No one can can say that what you're doing is something you shouldn't be doing. Um, and you can set your own standards. You can live, you know, as high or as low as you want to live. Um, and that's all up to you. But we understand that truth certainly is uh, objective. And when you read through the Bible, it shows you that there's a, a very specific way of not to live, but there's also a very specific way of of how we're supposed to live. Um, and, you know, several passages talked about um, how not to live. Romans chapter one, the end of the chapter there gives lists of sins, not things not to do. First uh, Corinthians six, nine and 10, second Timothy three, one through five, and several other passages that talk about uh, specific things that we're not supposed to do. Um, and, and it's important for us when we, when we do this, that, you know, we, when we look at the scriptures, we don't just assume that our lives are the way they should be because, we wear the name Christian and we go to worship and we go to Bible class. But this is something that is, uh, it's a continual process, right? It's something that we are continuing uh, to grow and to improve and to better ourselves. And I think that's a, that's something that's lost on a lot of Christians um, is that, you know, you've been a Christian for five years or 10 years or 15 or 50 years, whatever it might be, regardless of where you are, you still have, you know, the opportunity to grow and to better your life. Right. Yeah. You know, you said something else under that point uh, that I'd, you know, you know, as a preacher, your mind just kind of, you hear something, your mind just goes, just shoots off, right, you know, right. in a direction. But you said truth opens the door 
uh, to Christians to do. And, you know, my mind thinks about you've got, you're standing before a locked door, right? And you've got a ring of keys and maybe it's a, you know, a ring of keys like my dad used to have that had like 50 keys (laughs) on it. You know, I'm trying to find the right key and you're going, and only one of those keys opens the door and you try all of these keys and none of them open the door. But when you find the right one, sure, it opens the door to, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to get access to on the other side. Is that kind of, the way you see that and what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you look at somebody who's living their life, um, going through all different, you know, beliefs, different religions, different ways to view truth, whatever it might be. But when you come to a realization of, uh, of understanding Jesus and who he is and what he did for us while he was here on this earth, and, you, you know, you get into a study of his word and you see what he's able to provide for us if you live that faithful life. And if you, kind of like you mentioned, if you go through that door, then opened up to you are a plethora of blessings, you know, right. Ephesians 1 and verse 3, that you don't get otherwise. Right. Um, you know, the, the peace and the joy, the forgiveness, all those things that so many people strive for in this life but just cannot obtain, um, you don't get that nope. unless you are finding yourself, you know, within Jesus Christ. And so yeah. I think that, all, that's that's the point I was making there. Yeah, all spiritual blessings are, are in him. Right. And, you know, truth is the door. Yeah, right, absolutely. To do that. Just one other, um, there were a number of things here, but for time's sake, uh, just the last point you made there, it is what we're going to be judged by. And, you know, people might settle on different ideas because it makes them happy in this life, right? This, right. And we'll talk about this later, but the idea of this is my truth, yeah. that's your truth. And people may be content with an idea that they call my truth or their personal truth, but the only truth that will get you through the judgment is the truth that comes uh, from God. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You can, you know, I've said this before, you can take the scriptures Peter talks about in 2 Peter chapter 3, people who twist or pervert or change, you know, the, the scriptures. You can do that, you know, all you want, however much you want. Um, but it's not going to do you any good on the day of judgment because, you know, John 12, 48 talks about the standard by which we're going to be judged. And so why would you not want to live your life by the standard that is going to judge you? It's kind of like, you know, you go into a test, you would study the, the, you know, the book that you're going to be tested over, right? You wouldn't, if you're going to take a math test, you're not going to study your history book, you know, because the information is not the same. It's not there. It's not going to help you. Well, the same is with us in, in our spiritual walk. If we're going to you know, pass the test, if we're going to be, uh, hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant on the day of judgment, then we have to abide by the manual that he's given us. And that is the truth of the gospel. Yeah. So uh, great sermon, uh, a lot of opportunities there to think more deeply about our lives relative to truth and our uh, I appreciate it. I'm sure others did as well. I appreciate that. And you, you mentioned um, at the beginning that uh, our sermons went hand in hand. We've done that a number of times uh, this year, and I know we have some more planned uh, as well. Uh, but within uh, this particular day, you talked about uh, lies about the truth, and we just you know did a complete contrast essentially of uh, of the way people view truth. And your first point was the idea of truth being unable to be known. 
Um, and I, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we both started in the same places, but I feel like those were the only places to start right. um, because, you know, it, that that's the most common thing and it's the most, you know, popular way to view truth. Um, you talked about things like modernism um, and then postmodernism and how, you know, if you can't know truth, then obviously, you know, it, what we're doing doesn't matter. There's no point um, in going to worship and in trying to live the way that God would have you live. Because there's no, if there's no truth, then it just doesn't simply matter, right? right? So if you want to talk a little bit more yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we live in in a postmodern era where things are subjective, right, right, right. And you know, if you if you say, well, this is the truth about that, you know, people's mouths just hit the the their jaws just hit the ground. You know, how the audacity to try to claim that there's a right way, right? You know, and uh, so it, it we just live in a very unfortunate time. But and you know what? People are free to live any way they want to, right? They yeah. have a judge, and you know God is is going to hold them accountable for the way that they live. But what's what can be frustrating at times is when people try to hold the Bible in one hand and this idea of subjectivity in the other hand, and say they're you know we have equality here when you really don't, because right. the Bible claims to be the truth. And so if you're saying there is no truth, then you just might as well throw the Bible out because it's a fraud. Right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And you mentioned some passages, uh, Jude 1 and verse 3 talks about contending earnestly for the faith, the common salvation that was there. First uh, Timothy 4, 1 and 2, talking about knowledge of the truth, John 6, 68, you have the words of eternal life, John 17, 17, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. Um, and I, I, you know, I, in my mind, I think, you know, John 14, Verse six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, right. and the life. Again, all singular, right? But all also very authoritative and matter of fact that this is the truth and the only way in order for one to be pleasing to God. Um, you talked about in the second place that truth was or is situational, that being one of the lies right. that people believe. Yeah, let's uh, make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> if you just took this for the points, then you would think Joey was yeah, you know, off. way off. Um, but no, you're talking about lies that people tell about the truth. And I think this was important to, to bring up. One of the things you talked about there was the idea, the idea of not knowing doesn't change the reality of there being a truth, right? right? You can't claim ignorance and that just be bliss for you in your life because that's not going to fly on the day of judgment. It's right. not going to fly in any scenario. Um, and you talked about how, you know, if that's the case, then why would we have a command? Um, well, I guess people wouldn't even listen to the Bible, but we have commands obviously to go and to teach others. But if it's better not knowing, then why would we go tell anybody right. about how to be saved? Because right. they're better off not knowing. So if you want to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, just ignorance ignorance is no excuse, right? right. I mean, if you I'm just thinking about this, you may have to edit this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have a stick of dynamite in your hand and you think it's a candle, you know, and yeah. you, you light it, right? right? That your ignorance of that is not going to turn you keep a, a Flick, a flicker from becoming a fracture right, or something, right? right? right. It, it's going to blow up sure. regardless of your knowledge. So sure. ignorance is no excuse. And I I think that, well, I know in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8, when Paul said that describing the judgment, that, that uh, judgment was going to come like flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God 
and those who do not obey the gospel, right? So obviously those who reject the gospel of Jesus Christ and don't obey it are in the crosshairs of judgment, but those who do not know God, right? So ignorance, ignorance is no excuse. It's not our ignorance of truth that got us into this predicament. Sin is what got us in the predicament, right? right? So truth is what gets us out of it. Sure. But if you don't know the truth, then you have no recourse. You have no answer uh, for your sin problem. Right. right? So ignorance is not going to help right. any. Well, and it, you think about it, it's easy, right, to do that. It's easy to just sweep it under the rug, to just say, you know, didn't, I didn't know. know. Right, I don't know. Um, and in some, you know, life scenarios, sure, that may be a quick fix to your problem. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, living a faithful life and having to answer to God on the day of judgment, do you think that you can just be able to say, oh, I just didn't know? And he's like, okay, no worries, you know, yeah. go on in. That That's that's not how it's going to work. It would be um, convenient if we could pull in a, a traffic cop right right yeah. now and say how many people <laughs> yeah how many people's first response when you pull them over for speeding is i, I didn't, didn't know. know that was yeah. the speed limit or right? i didn't know how fast i was going yeah you know? right um so yeah it, it, doesn't, <laughs> it work. doesn't work and you know you think you know romans chapter 1 and verse 20 the bible says for since the creation of the world is invisible attributes are clearly seen yeah being understood by the things that are made even as eternal power and godhead so that they are what without, without excuse. excuse right so no one truthfully can even claim uh, ignorance in the first place uh, whatsoever. Uh, You had a couple more points. um, If you want to talk to the last one a little bit, if we have time, you can. But I wanted to point out um, your third point, that being truth. Another lie about the truth is that truth is individual. Um, And I think this is important because so many people, we've talked about this already, you know, in our world, our, our day and age, they claim truth is subjective in that there is no standard. You can't tell me right from wrong. I can't tell you right from wrong because truth is what I think truth should be and or shouldn't be. And your version of truth, you know, is what you think it should be or shouldn't be. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, just the essence of that, kind of thinking about it, you know, after the fact. To, to many people, maybe even most people in the world today, this idea of my truth Mm-hmm. which is very, very prominent right. here. People talk about, well, this is my truth. You know, I just want to live my truth. I just want everybody to respect my truth. What they're really saying is this is the reality uh, that I want to live in, yeah. right? This is the worldview or the framework that I want to live my life in. Right. The problem with that is that's not the framework that God expects us to live in, and that's not the framework that we will be judged by. So as a person who's interested in helping people come to know the gospel and to be saved, then I'm obligated and I'm motivated to challenge that kind of thinking. Absolutely. Because Now, you may settle, well, say, you know, after hearing the gospel, well, that's just not what I want. I want to live in my reality, but don't call it truth, sure. you know, because, and don't hold a Bible up and say, I have my own truth because that the Bible doesn't give that liberty. Right. Well, and again, you, you go, but you take it back to a very, you know, elementary level, you know, even within our country that doesn't work. Right. Cause there's laws. Um, and there is, there is right and wrong, whether or not people say, you know, there is no right, there is no wrong. 
our society has even deemed that there is a right and wrong, that there are things you can do and there are things you simply cannot do. Um, and it does, you know, we've already said this before, it doesn't work to go up to, you know, to say, well, I, in my mind, I felt like that was right. That's not going to help you before a judge if you commit a crime. Um, well, think about that. I mean, if you're, if, yeah, if you're before a judge, the judge doesn't say, okay, What's your truth? Because that's what <laughs> right. I want to judge you by. Right, right. right. He's going to judge not even <laughs> by the judge's own truth, but by right. the law, by the standard. And the same is with us. You know, Jesus, our judge, is going to be judge judge us by the law, which is his words. Um, and he stated that for us already, again, in John chapter 12. Uh, so a lot of good things. Do you want to talk? Uh, I, just, I just will make one closing comment here. I, the last point was, you know, truth. The lie is, at least, truth does not transcend ideologies. And the point that I was trying to make by that is, you know, even if a group of people get together and they all agree that they think this is reality, if it's not, that doesn't change God's truth. You know, in a lot of religious circles in the denominational world, people will develop their doctrinal ideas based upon the world they want to live in, you know, not— not necessarily what the Bible says. And truth is going to pierce right through that in the judgment. And then I'll just say, in closing, I I made the comment that really the reason all of these lies are told is that truth is not compatible with the interest of people. Sure. You know, they just, they've evaluated um, God's way it wasn't compatible with the framework of life that they want to live, and so they've developed another framework that they want to live in, and to soothe their conscience, they're calling it truth. Right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Truth is obviously so vital and important for people to understand, to know, um, but also to obey. You know, it's not enough to just, you know, you can come to the conclusion that there is a truth, uh, but that still doesn't completely help you. You have to be willing to obey it and to put it into practice. Um, so certainly uh, enjoyed putting these lessons together, enjoyed listening to yours, um, and uh, just looking forward to, you know, continuing to develop our mission statement. Uh, we've got a lot of great things planned. We hope that you are with us, um, and, and certainly we uh, would invite you to worship with us. Um, we'll put the links to the YouTube sermons uh, in the show notes below, so if you're interested in that, uh, certainly you can watch those. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you try to answer any questions uh, that you might have. Look forward to being with you. Uh, the next time we get a chance to sit down and talk about Bible, and uh, hopefully these things have been beneficial and helpful to you. Thank you so much, and God bless.